Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's time for the opening, the opening drive. All right, Dan, so lots been said about the way that Tyson Bajan handled himself during his weekly press conference. And I have asked, and I, and I know that there's not a direct link between Wednesday performance and Sunday performance, but I do wonder if one is uh, uh, offers a, a glimpse or a preview of the other uh, because Tyson Bajan commanded the room. You were in it. I felt like he had a lot of uh, self-assuredness, uh, confidence without being cocky, and just yeah. the right amount of swagger for someone coming from where he came. Yeah, no, and I, I think you're right to kind of contextualize that the way you did. None of this is a, a predictor of, of on-field success, but you can get a glimpse into who the person is. And and really the first extended time that, that I listened to Tyson Bajan talk was in Indianapolis in the preseason. And I just remember walking out of that press room at Lucas Oil Stadium thinking like, man, that dude is super comfortable. You know what I mean? Like really comfortable in his own skin, really just, just, just calm and in whatever situation you put him into and it hasn't changed uh obviously this is a different situation here this week uh even than it was last week when he went into the game in relief of justin fields in the second half and you just um you feel a guy that 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 like is ready to go for it 
you know, and I don't know how you couldn't root for that if you were a fan of the Chicago Bears. It's okay to be skeptical of where the long-term, uh, you know, story ends with Tyson Bajan. But in terms of the makeup of the kid and his underdog story and the way he's gotten here and the way he's approached it all, it's really pretty cool. One of the things, David, that I loved after the game on Sunday, you were there in that room at Soldier Field, was Tyson talking about how his confidence is rooted in the way he prepares and that he's never really feeling – uh, settled until he has his brain wrapped around an entire game plan until he has his uh, understanding of what's being asked to him and what's being asked to the guys around him. And then that's where he derives his confidence from. It was interesting then on Thursday morning to hear from offense coordinator, Luke Getze, who said that in his first kind of exposure to Tyson at the senior bowl and mobile at the start of the week, he thought he was just kind of a, a an anxious, nervy, kind of dude and then by the end of the week as he got more familiar with what was being asked of him and what the plan was for the game all of a sudden he felt that confidence emerge and so I think that was a a pretty cool anecdote from January that's directly applicable to this obviously very pressure-packed first week as a starter here this week the thing that you take away from listening to him or being around him is that as unlikely as this moment is he was prepared for it and he's always been prepared for it, which brings us to what he had to say. So we've talked to a lot of people who you were there and who have commented on what they heard. Let's let our audience start to hear a gl- glimpse of this because Tyson Bajan was asked about, did he ever think that a kid from Martinsburg, West Virginia would end up being a starting NFL quarterback? Here's what he had to say. My dad really were the only ones that really thought that this was going to happen. Um, and then, you know, after that, it was just, figuring out how I could outwork everybody that, you know, maybe had, maybe had more things that maybe had more things than I did, had better facilities and, you know, all that stuff. So it was just really just trying to, you know, get it out the mud, putting a lot of work in the, in the, in the shadow. And um, just so I'd be ready for, you know, this week. Did you have a backup plan if you didn't get the shot in the NFL? Yeah, I was going to. um, With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Just basically just crossfit my life away, get as ripped and jacked as I possibly could (laughs) and uh, be a teacher at Martinsburg High School. (laughs) I love that. I mean, David, I love that in the room at that time. Like that was that was a moment for me where you're just like that answer was so sincere. It was so direct. It was so quick. It was just like this dude had he had a plan B. He was going to go get shredded and teach high school, Um, you know, and then then you just marry that with him saying, like, oddly, he always thought this was going to happen, which is that that self-assuredness that I think has been an absolute uh, fuel for, for the journey that he's been on from West Virginia to, to Shepherd University to now the Chicago Bears. And he, he got there by outworking people the way he described it. And he was talking about not having great facilities and getting out in the mud. You could almost hear the music in his ear pods, <laughs> you know, motivating him through those rainy day runs and in the weight room where there's one light in the corner and concrete and sand weights and all of these things, and maybe I'm projecting a little bit here, but you get the sense that this kid came from nothing and he always thought he could be something, which makes him an absolutely the easiest guy in the locker room to pull for. So it continued with our friend Mark Potash. Who <laughs> great exchange here. <laughs> great exchange here because he was talking about what 
Tyson Bajan might have been doing a year ago and how different that is now. Listen, a, a year ago you were preparing for Westchester, and today you're preparing for the Raiders. What's the difference? Uh, the details, lot, you know, a lot of details. Obviously, the team I'm going against uh, Sunday is a little bit better than Westchester. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, the, the other team's a little bit smarter than 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 they were a year ago, and there's quite a bit more details than there were a year ago. So other than that, you still just you know play hard and operate in sync with the with the guys you got. But how are you not like overwhelmed when you look back at it from in that perspective, from you know D two to, to the NFL? How you know? Um, you know, I think my life has been planned out for me ahead of time. I think that everything that happened, that has happened and will happen, was already set in stone to happen. Um, and I think that, you know, coming where I, from where I come from, um, you know, I've pretty much beat every odd that there was for me. So, you know, I got nothing to lose. I'm just, you know, I'm going to go out there and, you know, fight with these guys to the death and, you know, try to stack up as many wins as I can until till we get Justin back. What's the score going to be Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Nice one. No comment. How about that? That was funny. That's a good line by Potsy and a good and a good uh, response by Tyson to just play along with the the bit for a second there. And I mean, it just tells you where where the kid's mindset is, and it's pretty it's pretty cool stuff right now. And the fact that his dad and Tyson were the only two to think that he could do this, or every parent of a kid can relate to that. You know, you're probably telling your son no rule out uh, being on the mound at Wrigley Field, and you know when you're his age, you can dream, and all all fathers and sons do that when they're growing up. This is just the, the rare case where reality is matching the dream. And, and I think it also it's not just that. It's more than that. That has created sort of this, this poise within him, a composure that the only way that this does translate into Sunday is that if things go off the rails, as they tend to do with the Bears offense, <laughs> and, and you need to settle things down or, or instill confidence in a group that really needs it, once he gets more experience, you sense that he could be a guy where that comes very naturally. And that's what you want from your from your quarterbacks at any level. Well, right. And, you know, like to hear him also on Wednesday just say that when he went into the game last week, he kind of reinforced with the coaching staff, like, don't don't water this down. Don't don't make it simplified just because I'm a 23 year old undrafted rookie. Like I've been preparing. I, I know the entire week uh, of game planning that we put in and I'm, I'm ready to run anything. And so um, I think that that is a. Uh, a confidence that that then provides trust from the coaching staff to, okay, this is what you're asking for. This is what we're going to do. Um, you know, Matt Eberflus was asked uh, early in the week about the things that, that he's seen in Tyson Bajan. I haven't worked with them really for the last six months. And I thought his answer was, was um, you know, pretty praise filled in terms of the things that, that the bears believe in. Here's some of what the head coach had to say. It's what he showed during training camp, you know, what he showed to this point, um, you know, his work habits, you know, his functional intelligence, uh, you know, on the football field, um, his acumen in, in the uh, classroom, you know, uh, being able to operate um, is very high. Um, he's able to chunk a bunch of information together and then simplify it in his mind to understand concepts. Um, I think his release is really quick. I like that. I like how he sees the field. Um, he's very, very patient, very poised in there. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good opportunity uh, uh, for, for Tyson. The, there, are, there are coaches who, I, I, I want to say this correctly, because it's, it's absurd to think that you lose your starting quarterback and anybody would, would uh, nobody is pleased about that development. I think it's the worst oh. case scenario for the Bears. 
but I do think there's a, there's something within every coach that when you get somebody like Tyson Bajant, who it's obvious what they value in him. It's obvious why they like uh, what he brings to the table and why he's made the team. There's part of Luke Getty. There's part of Matt Eberflus that is excited about this challenge because it is more of a true extension of their coaching. When you have somebody who you sense is going to have to try to carry it out because they don't have maybe the skills or the athleticism to, to go, uh, to to freelance or to get outside of the line. So they're going to be very coachable, very focused, and it's very much going to be an extension of, of your coaching. Well, look, and I, I've tried to be very careful within this week of making sure that we kind of draw a line. You know, it can be in pencil for now between like the things that we say about Tyson Bajan and not necessarily having those things include subtext about what we've said about Justin Fields. But I do think to one level where you can erase that pencil line is the fact that some of the things that Justin has struggled with are some of the things that they prop up as Tyson's strength. And it's getting the ball out quickly. It's seeing the field. It's understanding where the ball needs to go and, and having the ability to get it there quickly so that the skill players can make plays. That's one area where we can kind of draw a direct comparison after Sunday's game to see how it looks and how, how does it differ and, 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 and what, you know, what, what do we make of the interpretation of whatever the results are? That's going to be an interesting uh, thing for everybody that's followed this football team for a long time to figure out kind of, you know, what, what's here, what, what, what are we working with and, and what can it turn into? And, and as you know, obviously in the realm that you work full-time in, in sports talk radio, it can be very difficult to have some of those nuanced conversations <laughs> without them getting very distracted by right. people, you know, hearing things that they think that you're saying rather than, than just taking it at face value. This week I've been accused of being, you know, the full-fledged member of the Bajancy and driving the bandwagon and being blind by that, uh, blinded by that enthusiasm for what I see as a, you know, you talk about Matt Eberflus being the football coachiest of coaches. This is the guy that you love as a football guy to see and hear. And then I've been accused of saying, you know, give him a chance You're not not being fair about his abilities and and give him some credit. But I think it's more than just the outside noise. What strikes me as as more pertinent, Dan, is is the players and veterans, guys like Deontay Foreman, who spoke well about the way that Tyson Bajan combines those qualities, the poise and the passion. And this is what he had to say. Just, you know, very uh, confident, passionate, you know, just somebody who expects to go out there and, and play well. You know, I, I think I get that sense from him. So, uh, you know, ultimately you got to go do it, though. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, granted, he gets that opportunity. Who does he remind you of, Dan? Does Tyson Bajit remind you of anybody when you listen to him, when you watch him, anything come to mind? No, honestly, no, there's not, there's not a lot. I don't know if you have somebody in mind. I just, I, I I've been, I, I I've been, the storyline appeals to me for obvious reasons, right? Like this is, this is why uh, people love sports. You've got, you've got this heavy underdog uh, operating with a fearlessness that he, as you said in that clip earlier, I've got nothing to lose. And he's taking his, his best shot at this. And it's, it's fun to monitor people that are, are in that frame of mind because that's not an easy frame of mind to get in. And he's already defied a lot of odds to get here. So it's going to be, going to be fun to, to watch it play out. Is there anybody that, that, that he reminds you of? Yeah, you know, and then mostly demeanor than it is stylistically because he's not he's not the same qu- kind of quarterback that Rex Grossman was. 
But when Rex Grossman was a, you know, a rookie and then his first year as a starter, then coming back from the injury, all those things changed about his, his, um, his ability to play or, or his health, but nothing changed about his confidence. And he had this inner confidence yeah. with which he was raised. I mean, I knew his dad. So I think that maybe I knew a little bit more about their, their um, upbringing and how he was, how he was sort of prepared for this moment. And so when I heard Tyson Bajan talk about nobody, but my dad and I believed it. And, <laughs> and frankly, hearing about how he still thinks he, he wants to be great. He wants to be great. And I think that it reminded me of that inner confidence you heard from Rex Grossman when he came up. This is 20 years ago now. Yeah, yeah So it it's just, it re still resonates. And the only thing I would say to like a guy like Tyson Bajan, if, you know, if you ran into him Saturday night or Sunday before the game is you would want to remind him, I would want to remind him, you don't have to be great. Right. You, you, and just like I would I remember talking with Rex Grossman about this. Why do you, why do you asking him, like, why do you think you have to be great? You have to be good. You have to keep your job, but the pressure that you put on yourself to be great may ultimately end up being a disadvantage for you. And I would, I would try to caution Tyson Bajan in the same way. It's like, you know, this is great. Now you being in this position, you have seized the opportunity. Now don't try so hard to, hit the home run that you strike out and don't try to put so much pressure on yourself to be great because you know what? That's when bad things happen. Play within yourself and good things will happen because they always have. That's a, it's a tough balance beam to walk for sure. A couple last things for me on this topic. I really like one number. I like your Grossman comp because as polarizing of a quarterback as he was in this city, there are not very many teammates that have different sentiments of who Rex Grossman was. Guys love that dude. They love playing with him. They love playing for him. And, and, and you hear that from some of the legends of those teams, you know, in, in terms of their uh, just love of what, what Rex brought to the field and how much they, they wanted to go to battle with him. The other thing I had an opportunity on Thursday afternoon to talk to Robert Tunyon, who was a really good guy to talk to about this because of his own entry into the NFL as an undrafted free agent out of Indiana state and, and just kind of having a, a great appreciation in in this moment of the the energy and nerves that Tyson Bajan is feeling. He said, look, like Tyson and I became good buddies during training camp. They would be in the sauna together every day after practice, just talking about the journey and, and, and talking about, you know, Robert being a guy now who's, who's, you know, seven seasons into it. And, and, Tyson, who's just getting underway. It was really, really cool to hear that perspective. The other part of it is we mentioned on, um, Monday, one of my favorite throws from the game that Tyson Bajan had against the Vikings is a first down throw with a blitz coming to Robert Tunyon in the flat. And, and Robert Tunyon walked me through that play and said, basically, he's supposed to run an out and up on that play detects right before the snap that there's a blitz coming and decides that he's going to sit the route down on the sideline with with basically a fingers crossed hope that his young undrafted rookie quarterback senses and sees the same things. Well, Bajan does, and he takes a massive hit from behind, gets the ball out, throws a strike to Tunyon. It's an 11-yard gain, and you've got this moment where, okay, now there's trust. You know, there's trust between quarterback and tight end. There's trust that the moment's not too big for this kid. And I, I thought that was really cool to hear um, from a guy, like I said, in Tunyon, who's been through something similar to, to make it to this point in his career. It's going to be a cool moment. It's going to be a cool game. I hope that he stays healthy. I hope he set plays within himself. And yeah, I think that everyone kind of hopes he plays well because of, of how likable he has become in a short period of time. Hey everybody, I'm Mark Shanowski, along with one of the NBA's most popular analysts, Stacey King. We're inviting you to join us on the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast. So join us every week here in the Hot Sauce studios where we'll be talking about basketball, football, MMA, entertainment, and unique viewpoints from a group of sports experts having a few brews. That's right. Listen up on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.